This is a Spark Sunland original podcast. This is The Onion Bag with Dom Aberdeen, Jack Ostwick and Liam Caffrey. On Spark. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Onion Bag here on Spark. I am Dom Aberdeen and of course joined with me is the twin evils, Jack Ostwick. How Hello you, mate. mate, you alright? I am alright and Liam Caffrey who's just thrilled a bit. So, uh, <laughs> Hello everyone. Yeah, it's going to be a quite a biased podcast. There's going to be a lot of uh, sudden talk in this one, so if you're a mag, uh, you have been warned. Spark! Right, so as always, got to start with the fixtures roundup. Uh, Man United are the first team in the country to win silverware with a 2-0 win over Newcastle United at Wembley Stadium. But Always love the Red Devils. Well. Always love them. In a true Man United fashion, when you thought that they would look to start the charge for almost every other trophy available. Liverpool welcomed them to Anfield and just absolutely just destroy them. 7-0, a record for the fixture. Mo Salah becomes the Premier League all-time top scorer for the Reds. I mean... It was weird, watch that. That was a weird, weird game. Like To think exactly a week on, they were winning at Wembley. And then they've just shipped seven. Like, what do you think actually happened? I think it, it was just it was a, a lot like the way they were set up to play didn't really work. Like, you could tell Man United were trying to press them like the press on the other team, but with Allison's distribution and then able to kick it out of the full backs, um, they could evade the press so easily. Liverpool, and that, that's what got them their first goal in fairness with the ball in behind the Gakpo because that space was created. But the second half, I do think it was just pure mental capitulation. Like, what, just head loss? Yeah, total, total head loss. I mean, I think it does show the like immaturity of the side in a sense. Like, they mm. are new to this sort of thing, and games like that will happen. But I just you can't know. lose your head like that in such a big fixture. It's just that that is quite unforgivable. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. It is like one of if not the fixture everyone looks for when the Premier League com- mm-hmm. uh, fixtures come out and you can't just rock up to Anfield and just think it's just going to be as easy like I know cup finals aren't easy but when you think of the difference in who they were playing they're obviously going to think well well we've just want to we just want to come final we can just do what we want with that, it's a humbling yeah. it's a wake up call I mean and they did get a humbling because they went out and 1-4-1 last night like yeah. they did turn around and it's it's good it's good to bounce back like that, but you just can't. can't. I mean, Liverpool in recent years have had the number. They beat them seven nil, five nil, four nil. The aggregate score like is like two three years. Ridiculous. I mean, so, even under ten arg, it's just like the at the beginning of the season, like when they were losing four nil to Brentford and stuff like that. Totally get it, but now they just look like such a different team. And the fact that they, st- they still managed to ship seven. Was it only 1-0 at half-time? Yeah. <sighs> like, he, he, I think he's, he's had that many batterings this season. But I mean, conceding six in one game is bad enough, but six in one half in yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. But you see, he's still managed to, like, build his reputation enough to the point where United fans still trust him. And, like, he still managed to turn it around last night. you got to think, though... Like the players when they're getting beat three nil, they're probably just like I'm not like making excuses, but like they're probably just like in shock, like what is actually going on there? Four, five, six. But 
by that fourth goal, they're not even playing anymore. They're just trying to see the game up, not see the game up, but they're trying to get keep the, it down. Yeah, yeah. The they're just down. trying to keep the score down, and that's when people letting more goals. Mm-hmm. You're right, like, I mean, you've seen Bruno Fernandes' antics weren't particularly great. No. It's not really what you want to see from a captain, but uh, uh, just overall, it was just absolute nightmare for Manchester United. Um, but dreamland for Liverpool and. Well, and kick on. no, absolutely nobody saw that coming. But like, no, no even like, I had United to win that game, and they've just. I'd have probably backed them, yeah. Just turn around and go do that. I had Man United to win the game, like, just based on how the teams were doing at the at that point. But you got to remember, it is a rivalry. Anything can happen. Yeah, you're always going to turn up. It's, it's always going to be difficult. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked if Liverpool just won the game because you aren't yeah. failed. It's always a big derby game, but. It was like after the third one, like they just kept going in, and I was just like, after every single one, you just was like, what on no, yeah. earth is going on here? It was a crazy, crazy game. But yeah, like you said, they managed to turn around, but I think it's just gonna go down one of those games. Of like, did that really, really happen? Yeah, that'll be crazy. That'll go down in history. That oh, of course. Elsewhere on the European stage, Chelsea managed to turn around their Champions League. Fortune by beating Dortmund at the bridge. There's just something about Champions League, well, European nights at the bridge that Chelsea just seem to love. Uh, Spurs, Club Bruges, and PSG are also the first ones out of the knockout stage. Some people are dubbing that as Messi's last Champions League game. No, no I, I think, think he's got another year. year in it. I think he'll stick around next year, but my God, his recent record in the Champions League has been dire. Do you think he'll go back to Barcelona? No. No. I think they'll stay PSG for one more year than go to America or something. But his recent record... I mean, since PSG had that massive transfer in those signed Donnarumma, Ramos, Messi, they haven't got past the round 16. It just seems like PSG, for the size of the players that they've got, they just seem to be allergic to the Champions League. Do you know what the problem is? PSG play against farmers... Week in, week out. Here we go again. What do you mean? Here we go again. PSG <laughs> do play worse teams than Bayern Munich on a weekly basis, yeah? Yeah, they do. So Bayern Munich are more like switched on and stuff like that. Like, if you make a mis- if PSG, like say uh, Sergio Ramos makes a mistake in the uh, in the league on game, he's not going to get punished as much as if De Ligt made a mistake in the Bundesliga, is he? So the more switched on, the more they're ready they're to go still, straight away. Just, was, but yeah. Sergio Ramos, people like that, have got that experience at that level, though. Like he's won it. He's, he's, like, how he's like, how old is he? That much better than Liga, and really, in my opinion, if better at all. I can't even. I can't even see anything about. You might as well cut it. I cannot see anything about that. What a stupid thing to say. How is that stupid? How is that stupid? How is that stupid? It's a terrible league. But Bundesliga is named better. Yes, it is. How is it? Have you watched it? Oh, because there's a bit of space in behind the play counter-attacking football, is it? No, the players are better. Like, oh, I can't actually believe what you're saying right now. The best footballer to ever exist played in the league. So, he's 35, so 36. He's won a World Cup. He's gone there to get his hair check. He still plays there. Right. The best player They've in the world got a good right team. now The rest there. of the league is f- A league earned winner has just signed for Sunderland. He was playing in the fifth tier at the point. <laughs> I didn't care. Playing, but he's got a medal. Still, the Bundesliga. You've got Bayern, Dortmund. Who never really do anything in the European stage. No, that, I don't it. know. You don't base that. No, 
a good league means that it's a more competitive league. Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't even talk about it. If you're going to talk, I'm, I'll, just, I'll just sit that one out. Well, I don't really know what happened there, but um, either way, right? Switch on something we got all can agree on. How bad must it be being a Spurs fan? Yeah, um, not great. Like it's just every year, like to see that you got you're one 0 down against Milan, who are like a good team, but. Beatable. Mm-hmm. You've got a home advantage, second leg. You draw nil nil, and your centre back gets sent off, and you get two shots on target the full game. How dire is that? Like they're just so painfully average. They beat Chelsea, then go lose to Sheffield United in the cup and Wolves mm-hmm. on the bounce, and go out of Europe in a space of about a week. Sometimes you do look at them and be like, they have earned like their place in the big six and then other games they just like how are you like in how the same must it be though you know you're that size of a club but you can never actually break Prove it. the mould like, yeah you never actually like they might it's win it's such a strange position to be in because like they've got this huge stadium they've got world class players on their team mm-hmm. they have and somehow they still manage to just not be able to be on par with the rest of them it's like it just never seems to work out for them they've got pro- arguably the best striker in the world on the especially team. when you think like after all this time stuff's finally coming together like they'll just somehow manage to just go throw it all out the window with like the FA Cup and stuff mm-hmm. it's just and Conte's future's all up in the air I mean it's a very mixed bag I don't really know what's going to happen there to be honest but I do feel for Kane I yeah I, that, I know he's got all his accolades, personal accolades, but that man deserves an actual trophy to his name. Like, I know, like, there is a lot of sentiment with his, like, his place in Tottenham history, to be honest. Like, he's a Tottenham legend. Mm-hmm. But I do think that is weighing him down. He deserves to be at a club that is that is in contention for trophies, yeah. like, season in, season out. Cause, could you imagine, like, the amount of trophies he'd, he'd have to his name if he was at a different club to Spurs. Like, I don't think I don't think it would be a thing where people are saying on hot takes that he's not that good of a striker. I think it would just be... It wouldn't even be a question that Harry Kane would be one of the best strikers. Yeah, definitely. But the fact that he's... It's like Alan Shearer syndrome. Like, because he's he's got that sentiment with this club, he doesn't want to go play for anyone who's actually going to go win trophies and that's kind of yes he's a great player and he can score the goals but like in his trophy cabinet it's kind of bringing him down I know what you mean uh, I just think maybe Man United someone like that someone who's in contention with trophies to prove they can win them um, but he looked destined to go to City uh, was it last yeah, season yeah that looked nailed on but I just I don't think he can actually I don't think he has it in it to leave spares no I don't either but no it's is what it is. Caffrey, what do you what do you think about it? Um, I think he needs to leave Spurs. He's too good for them. It's as simple as that, really. Yeah, he is. He's simple, he really is. How simple. much do you think like they try to fleece clubs for? See, I was having this conversation with someone mates last night. Right, I don't think right. He's thirty in the summer, out of contract next year. I don't think you're getting more than seventy, eighty million for him. Really don't. So really, you're paying seventy, eighty mil for a year because mm. you can get him free anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Like, if someone managed to get in on a freight, then player. fair enough. But I've seen people putting like hundred million plus play tags on him. He's not that. Like not he, at his age. He's gonna be thirty. Like he's still gonna be a good player. Obviously, he'll age very well because of the way he plays. If he was but, a few years younger in today's market, then mm-hmm. yeah, I would argue there is a chance of yeah. That kind of favour. Not while he's about to break 30. Nah, no chance. Sparksunderland.com Elsewhere, Newcastle stay out of the UCL spots for now after getting 2-0 defeats from both Manchester clubs in the space of a week. Middlesbrough hammered Redding 5-0 to keep the gap between themselves and Sheffield United in second, just down to seven points. Do you think they're going up? Ew. Bora. Yeah. I think oh, Sheffield I think Sheffield United will drop off. Really? Yeah. Can't see them catching Sheffield United. I think they'll go through the playoffs. How many games left? 11? 11 games, 7 point gap. No. There's no, no games in hand either. I still think they've got it personally. Alright, they'll go through playoffs, but not automatically. Well, we'll just have to see. Hartlepool stay out of the relegation zone in League 2 after a one all draw at Tranmere. Much to your delight. Aye, it's fair the new gaffer's come in, John Askey, and he's. Uh, unbeaten and the game against Tranmere it's not a terrible result away from home but uh, the game before Walsall they were 3-1 down in the 91st minute and drew 3 all. so it's impressive we'll see if it can carry on tomorrow against Northampton but they're doing alright so far as long as he keeps them up that's all he needs to do <laughs> Elsewhere in the North East Gateshead remain in the bottom four after a 2-1 defeat at home to Chesterfield and a 0-0 draw at home with Halifax Darlington uh, now down to 6th in the National League North after throwing away a 2 goal lead at Alfreton Town they are now winless in 5 and only 3 wins in Christmas also to the delight of Jack Austin what happened to them winning the league like yeah (laughs) I uh, mean what happened there they they were top of the league at Christmas they are now 6th place my god they fell off there looks unlikely that they're going to be going anywhere next season what happened what happened to the the National League derby? I know, yeah, for Pills and Darlington we're going to meet next year, but it looks like, I mean, both might stay where they are for now. I mean, tell you what, if there's this bottling and then there's that. Yeah, it's terrible. We'll just have to see. Uh, could you imagine they don't even make playoffs now? Oh, yeah, that, that would be serious. Oh, we'll put a smile on a lot of faces. Well, we'll put a smile on your face. Well, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll see it. Uh, Spenny Moore beat playoff Hawful Chorley to keep an outside chance of promotion alive for the Mowers. Blythe Spartans stay in the drop zone after managing a 0 0 draw with second place filed. And Super Kev's South Shields beat Mask United 4 0 to go nine points clear of the Northern Premier League with two games in hand. So, what do they get? They can promote to National League North mm-hmm. if they win that league? Yeah. Woohoo! Go on, Super Kev! How are Super Kev? He's doing alright, isn't he? Bring it home. He's doing alright. Uh, I don't think anyone else in the uh, in the northeast played. To be honest, I don't think Sunderland played at all. You know, don't recall anything. I don't recall anything happening. It's just oh, it says uh, it says we lost five uh, five one still actually. Um, this is this is awkward. So yeah, we can't uh, we can't avoid it, can we? We can't avoid the fact that we did in- indeed ship five to Stoke. Two of them being to Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. Um, <laughs> Just his second and third of the season. It's just typical, isn't it? He's tripled his goal tally against us. How's that happened? Um, I mean, this part of the podcast is unscripted because I just think 
We've got we've got three very passionate Tottenham fans in the room here. I think we can. I think we can get a bit of this. I mean, what happened, lads? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> the first goal, right? I stand by. It's like should have been free kick. Yeah, like why was Stoke's goalkeeper given the drop ball? So far enough. If you didn't see it, free kick comes in. Sarkic comes out, punches. Well, tries to punch the ball. Hits Kijan Hoover and Danny Bath, right? So both of them go down. So it's not a penalty, it was something given somewhere, right? He, the ref plays on, nothing happens. And then eventually, the ball comes back out and we've got possession on the halfway line, okay? The ref then blows up. So, because Kijan Hoover's down with a head injury. So he goes off. Ball's given to Stoke. No contested drop ball. Ball's given to Stoke, even though we had possession. So Sarkish plays it out to Hoover, who comes back on the pitch immediately, not even waiting. The referee signals him back on straight away, and Stoke, with a lightning fast counter to that, go up and score 1 0. I mean. That just summed it up at the start. Like, a terrible refereeing performance in the first half. The goal shouldn't really count, but. You know, we can moan about this all day. Uh, yeah, we could, we could moan about this all day. So yeah, it's half time, one nil, and then to be honest, I can't even remember the second goal. Oh, it was Tyrese Campbell and he scored two, um, two quite similar goals. But like, it, it was a, it just fell apart. It was a period display from the last three nil down by like the fifty-eighth minute, something like that. Dan Neil didn't play his best game. Daniel got put in midfield on his own. Yeah, he did. Um, Which is he's been hard done by, in my opinion. But I just think I, I like Tony Mowbray, but he got it all wrong on Saturday. He got it all wrong, and it to, to Alex Neil as well. Why did it have to be him? Does the same um, change your opinion on Tony Mowbray or Alex Neil? No, no, still no. Because I feel like this is one of the very few games Tony. Everyone's got due wrong. a bad game, and Alex Neil's just got it perfectly. He's got it spot on. Which he does have the capability. I thought, I sure. thought they were going to win, but I never saw. I never saw five one on the cards, lads. I thought he he come here, he get booed, he'd rake it in and be like, they're going to be too focused on just trying to get under Neil's skin. Let's just try and wind up, try and get a smash and grab. But no, just absolutely tore us apart. It's just. Uh, um, it's it's not very often I'm spacious, but just a, a battering like that hasn't happened for a long, no. long time. Like the, the last season we were in the Premier League, last one I remember, like that was Southampton at home. We got B four nil, but five one at home to Stoke like that's. I just can't even think like begin where where it all began to go wrong. It was just. It all happened so quickly, uh-huh. didn't it? Like they were two nil up and three nil almost instantly, and we got one back. And you thought, "Here we go, put a bit on them." And then no. Dwight, Dwight Gale makes it four one game over. Does the stand up going there? Uh, I mean, it's quite funny that the fact that he's pointing upwards to where Sunderland is and downwards to where Stoke is <laughs> in the table. But you know, the irony. You do you, Dwight. Um, something I do want your opinion on is. Um, Joe Gelhart and how he's gotten on at Sunderland so far. And he hasn't gotten very well so far at Sunderland, let's be honest. He's got to remember, lads. He's 20. He's done, no, no. Yeah. 
Like, I give him the benefit you of doubt. It's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, that you know, when Stuart got injured. It's massive. Like, it, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have to deal with that much. But like, basically, so it, you might as well have just went, uh, Joffy mate. You're starting every game. You need to score, or we're not going up. Good luck. Yeah. I do think. Imagine being told that as a 20 year old on loan, you've only scored two Premier League goals. Something like that. Like you haven't got like a proven goal scoring record to back yourself up with or anything. It's just like I just don't think it's fair on the lad. No, we should have got a second strike. And I think um, I was saying on a podcast a few weeks ago that it might not be the end of the world, and I've totally changed my mind now. I it think d- it does look like it's going to backfire massively. I just I don't know. I think. As much as he has got that pressure of being the only striker, I think he also, in a weird way, he doesn't have any pressure because he knows he's going to start because he's he's the only striker fit at the club. So he's just going to... But he has to deliver. Yeah, he has to deliver, but I think he kind of hasn't looked at that. He's just gone, right, well, I'm just going to start. So there's like... It's, yeah, but it's not like he can go out and just start. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how It's not the right it. mentality, but like, I don't know. Because he, he, he can guarantee a position every time. Like He's never gonna, he's probably never going to get dropped. I don't think he can afford to be dropped, but I do think he is struggling to adapt to Mowbray's style. I I do see a lot of people complaining because obviously he is the only striker we brought in. We couldn't have seen Stewart getting injured again. I mean, like we said a few episodes back, the uh, the January window wasn't great for us, but I think it's starting to starting to show why it hasn't gone. Very well. It doesn't look good. Like, I, I feel like Gellar showed glimpses, but if, on Saturday, it was just his first touch was all over the place. His whole, couldn't hold the ball up. I mean, everyone was poor on Saturday, so it might, might not be a good reflection, but no, we'll I see how he know. gets on. But he, he, I mean, he has scored, to be fair. He has he scored has. a goal for us. He, has. he, hasn't, he hasn't started brilliantly. I just think, uh, hopefully, in the next run of games, how many games have we got left? 11. Aye. Next eleven games, uh, there's still time for Joffy to come up. Yeah, if he scores a few goals down the end of the season, he'll do well. Like he'll be, he'll go out and yeah, fair enough. But, but in the 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 main points of where our supporters are upset, uh, people are saying that after that Stoke game, the season's over, the season's dead. To One, find the season being over though, like do you mean like no ambition anymore, like no playoff hopes? Well, I'm not being funny. Tell someone at the beginning of the season. You're gonna, you'll lose to Stoke, uh, just before March or beginning of March, and it puts your playoff hopes in a bit of, bit of turmoil. You would have snapped your hand off for that. Yeah, probably. We we came fifth in League One last season. We were getting hammered six 0 up Bolton. We're losing to bottom of the league Doncaster at home in front of forty six thousand people. I'm a bit on the fence with it though. I feel like. I get what they mean when the South season is dead because there was one point in the season where we were fourth. At that point, you've got to have a bit of ambition. So At one point in the season, very early, we were top. Yeah. It was very early though. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what I mean. Like, you feel like we were fourth not too long ago. If you're it? in that position at that point in the season, have a bit of ambition. Go for it. You know what I mean? Like, just why not? What have you got to lose? And I now agree. I feel like we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna win many games for the rest of the season now. I don't either, but I also I can't not think of it as how I did at the beginning of the season. I've just my hopes for the season was to stay up. Yeah, same. To be fair, and I just think 
a lot of Sunderland supporters have got well you're, you have every right to get carried away but I think some have got a bit more carried away than others are just mm. purely because we're Sunderland we have to be up there and we have to be in the Premier League when it takes time it does we're and on, we're like on the rebuild if we're on the hypothetical we we did go up right we we don't have Diallo anymore and that's going to be a massive blow I don't think we I don't think after me we'll ever see him in a Sunderland shirt ever again realistically no even if we did go up he won't come on loan again um, Stewart's contract he's got a one year extension that we can trigger but we need to bring someone else in mm-hmm. we've got so many so many injuries we'd we'd have to play an absolute coup of a summer transfer window to even have a not enough Forest style yeah exactly we'd have to pull one of them to just even have a remote chance of staying up I don't know either way I think like we're not ready to go we're not going to go up now but I don't know I, I'd quite like to see because like you see teams like Huddersfield were in the playoffs last year and now look at them well obviously like, I'd, stuff happens doesn't it I'd love to see the club that I support do well don't get us wrong but I just think from a from a long term point of view I just don't think going up this season would be the right thing to do like yes if we'd gone up and get relegated we'd get more money but that's not really the kind of club you want to be supporting is just to go up go down is I it? get what you mean but I feel like, like yeah never a dull moment but it's just like if that's your legacy do you know what I mean look at like Fulham though like so they've done the they went up twice came down twice and they've gone up again and this time it's actually worked like I feel like it, it has you need like, to give it time maybe but Every club's different, realistically, so it depends on... I would rather have the... Uh, I know maybe this season isn't a good case study, but I'd, like, I'd rather the Wolves way to do it, like, a few years in the Championship just to build solid yeah, foundation. Then go for it. Get yeah. a few good players through the door. Go. No, but as a fan, you want to be up as soon as you can, don't you? Yeah, yeah the but, excitement like, of it, yeah. Look, look, you want the look, excitement from outside, from outside, looking in, you're like, you should do it that way, but as a fan, you so, want to go up as soon as you can, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I get that. I, I can't remember. This is probably the first season sport in Sunderland in a long time that we've had just mediocrity. We're not down and we're not up. No, this is the we're first This there. is the first season, and I've personally loved it, where I haven't had to bother of, all right, we have to do this, we have to. Like, in the Premier League, it was right, we have to stay up. Or in... League One, it's right. Right, we have to go up. With that's the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Lose one game, everyone's in t- turmoil. But this season's kind of like right. Well, we've st- we can afford to lose games. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it's I, not that there's yeah. no ambition because obviously every club wants to have ambition. But it's like I don't know. It's nice to put the foot off the gas for a minute and just be like, be able to just <laughs> we're just kind of there. We've been been on a roller coaster for so many yeah, years. Yeah, just like it's, just it's nice it. to have this kind of like cool period of like. Oh, we've lost. Oh well. I know what you mean. I think it's just annoying because nice. there was a point in the season where I do believe we could have gone for it. Like being a Sunderland supporter the last few years has been very tiring. Mm-hmm. Just it's just up and down every second of every day. So this season, like, yeah, we've still had our mental moments, but it's like it's just been kind of nice to not it's been have settling. To. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, it was still up, and we did, we basically solidified that very early on. So it was. It's just nice to be able to just kind of see where life takes us. Yes, we could still technically go out in the playoffs, but it's just like I don't know. Could still go down. 
We, well, yeah. <laughs> the championship is a... That, that'd be a total disaster. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> when she go down. But, I don't know. Think of where the other two promote teams are. Yeah, good point. And look again. where we are. I feel, like, I feel like we've been putting this off for weeks, right? I, and I keep saying it every week. 12th? Do you think we're finally getting the Tony Mulberry second half thing that every club seems to talk about what happens? Like, uh, Blackberry did it. West uh, Burry did it, apparently. He mint till... For these, it was January. And then he just... Just all goes out of nowhere. And it's took us till March, thankfully, but... Could it be happening, maybe? I think the onion curse is uh, true, to be honest. We said uh, Newcastle were going to absolutely smash Liverpool. Uh-huh. It couldn't have gone worse for them. Uh-huh. We've been joking for weeks on end about this Stoke mid-season drop-off. Mm-hmm. It's starting to happen. I mean, look at our next I personally four. haven't said a word about that because I knew if I said it would happen. Yeah. But uh, we've lost our last thanks, three. Thanks, Jack. Now, next four are all teams sixth or above. We could be on route to lose seven on the bounce here. And bear in mind this. Uh, the morning that we're recording this Agilise is now out for the rest of the season as is Evans as is Stewart as is Embleton as is Embleton I don't know when Serkin's back um, we're in an injury crisis and a corner Tony will read there's another who may be uh, on the treatment table for a long time so it's, yeah maybe it's, maybe it's the turn the is starting to brew but I'm, this is what I was saying I'm just glad we were good for the first half season because this happened and we were average first half season we are in genuine danger of getting relegated but I feel like we'll still be alright I think we'll be okay I mean even off the pitch no one can seem to agree with anything uh, the news that came out of the stadium like last week was digital tickets are now the way for season tickets paper well cards season cards are going to be discontinued from the end of this season and it, it's fair to say it's split the camp I I think make them with sustainable material and give them a choice if you want one or not yeah yeah. that's the best possible thing you can do get Liam Caffrey in SLO at our football club <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a bad idea if it was like an option I mean personally I'm for them because I just think it's it is more sustainable but I do get the other sides like an an old man 70 odd year old doesn't have a smartphone yeah doesn't know how to like even if he gets one he's not going to be that quick with it is he I said I did think it was quite funny it was quite ironic the photo right so when they released the actual statement of it announcing it they used an tickets. old man they used a photo of an old man looking really confused holding his phone that I'll let you go there's your answer like did you say there's also um, all renewals are going to be online so you have to like physically like you can't do it in well you can do it in person but it's going to cost you £10 service charge to do it at the ticket office but um, I just don't, I don't get this is what I mean I get them good idea but at least give the option yeah. To do something else because you've got loads of things like people get out on a Friday night and go straight to the game with a phone dead. Can't do anything about that. Personally, I do think the the battery thing is on. If if your phone's dead, it is your fault. Yeah, no, just have I, a full, I mean, just have a fully charged that. phone. People have like older phones on there and the battery is licensed is good. Like stuff like that can happen. I mean, yeah, older people aren't as quick with phones as they will be with getting the car out of the pocket and beeping it, having to do all that. There's also the fact of. If you're not going to the game, 
you can't give someone else a season ticket, which I don't agree with, because that's just going to lower attendances. Like, I, th- I think you c- I think if you just email the thing, I don't think you can. You can't screenshot. Or you can't send it over. Oh well. Like, it's just if you can't go to the game, no you one can. Right. Like, I don't agree with that either. Like, if your ticket, t- you should I, be able to do it. I do think they are trying to capitalise on people do that, so they just they have to buy the ticket. So. From a business point of view, it's very clever, but as a supporter's view, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's obviously no surprise to see that the younger generation are more for it and the older generation are more against it. There was a uh, a little protest outside the ALS shop, an old man saying no to uh, digital season tickets. Was actually? Yeah. I think there was, a, there was a photo on social media. I'll try and find it up while I'm waffling. Um, do other clubs do this? Well, um, I had a look in the replies to our announcement of uh, West Ham fans and Wofford fans said they already have it and it's not making things easier. The queues are just longer. So, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where you just have to kind of... I could be wrong. It could work wonders, but I don't see how it's beneficial just, at all. Just give the option. What's, what's the issue? Yeah. It's crazy to me. Like, like even if you want to charge an extra two quid... I'm sure a lot of people would rather just pay the two quid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just daft, man. Just daft. I don't I, I don't mind them on the whole, but it's just the fact that you have to just... Oh, yeah, I did say that, yeah. It's just the yeah. fact that you have to... Like me, personally, it. if it was on my phone, I don't care. Yeah, easy. I can use my phone. If I've got an input in well, there... Well, we've, tic- we've had digital tickets for the last few seasons, and I've used it. I find it a lot easier, because I'm... I'm known for losing my season card, mm-hmm. which is my fault, but it's like, I don't know. I do think when people finally get used to it, it will be easier, but I think it's going to take some time. Yeah, definitely. And then you get it because it's more sustainable, whatever, but like, I do think they should have kept it as an option for now if they kind of just kind of like drip fed it in. I did see what they did. I think they're holding some sort of things at the beacon of light to where, like, sort of. Yeah, the courses uh, as, as a sense, and basically to show people. the older people yeah. how we use it and what they need to do. Like the heart's in the right place, and like it is good intentions, but like I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those things. Some of the arguments I've seen is like some people are worried that they're going to be bothering about people who have like their kids' season ticket on the same phone. Like if they see someone like passing like a phone through, uh-huh. they're going to be like, "Wait, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like when I was younger, and me, and my brother, and my dad would go, like, he'd keep the season tickets until we're at the gate. Yeah. Like, you can't do that with the phone. You'd have to pass it back. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. What about little Ben who hasn't got. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Well, some people have said on Twitter that it's. Uh, these are older people, by the way, that it's making them debate renewing because they want that f- physical, like, security of oh, they know what they're doing. Pathetic. Person, yeah, I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to say it's pathetic for you to turn around and say, "Well, no." I think that's been a bit dramatic. I, I do and all. I just, I think it doesn't help that we're all we are in the generation that prefers it. It is so much easier to go like that. I haven't used my physical bank card in about five years because contactless is yeah. just, it is just the way forward. Mm-hmm. It's just made things so much easier. But I think people will get. A, used to it eventually and I think is the right way forward but I don't know I think they should keep it optional for now drip feed it in and then like in a few seasons yeah definitely I agree when people are used to it 
we'll be we'll be on the right track. Mm-hmm. Where Sunderland lives. So as always, we like to end on five little predictions for the weekend. We'll start off with our boys, Norwich City versus Sunderland. I'm not awful. I am. Let me guess. No, I can't even see it. I can't. I'm trying to lie. I'm trying to lie. I don't have a clue. I'm in a horrible six, probably twelve-hour round-trip journey for that game. I always feel like with this Sunderland team, I wouldn't be surprised if we we beat anyone in the league. If we beat Burnley, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. But if we also got smashed five-one, I would also not be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, anything can happen with Sunderland, but nah, I'm gonna go two 0 Norwich. I actually, I'm oh, I'm gonna go two 0 the lads. Oh, for God's sake, Diallo. Have you been watching us and lately? Gellhart. On what basis are you making that prediction? Like, Half. is it pure bias? Yeah. Who's the ref? Purely just trying to manifest it. That's a bit. Crazy. What should happen? I'm going three 0 Norwich. I think we will get absolutely battered. To be honest, with you. they're on red hot form. We're on terrible form. But to be fair, that's his championship, and it? it just it's pure to win one nil. I can't say I have any opinion on Tim Robertson as a referee. Never heard of him. But it'll probably be rubbish. <laughs> like all the other EFL refs, man. Yeah, I, I've got no confidence in us this week, and I'm afraid. Sorry, Sunderland. So it seems to be only you hopeful for the lads. Anyways. On at the Champions League, Real Madrid against Liverpool at the Bernabeu. Real Madrid got the 5 2 cushion going into the second leg. I think Liverpool will win, but Not they'll still get knocked out. I think they'll like, win 2 1 or something. I think they'll give them somewhat of a game. I reckon like 2 2, maybe. I think they might go like 2 0 up. Fair well back in, Real Madrid will just end the game quite comfortably. I can see like a 1 0 or a 2 0. Like. I just don't think they have it in them to. Um, nah, there's to no the way they turn that round. Sure. If they not. do, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? But uh, no, come on. Let's be serious. Ancelotti, Champions League, that's his bread and butter. No. Yeah, definitely. Just see how that one goes out. Crystal Palace versus Manchester City in the Premier League at Selhurst Park. Palace love putting their uh, City under pressure. In the Premier League, they've been so poor recently, Palace. Though mm-hmm. they cannot put the ball in the net for Toffee. That is true. I don't know. I can't not say the amount of times Palace have managed to get something out of City. No, no, but they've been so City bad. Recently. I do think City will win. I think City will beat them three nil. I'm one nil City. I do. I do think it'll be tough. I think they'll give them a game, but they just they're, they're really poor. I'll go two one City. I think they'll finally get the ball in the net, and I think. Um, if it's anything like that Liverpool game the other week, oh then my uh, God, I hope not. I, I don't want to watch it. Um, Fulham versus Arsenal at Craven Cottage. Right, Arsenal drew last Big night, game. didn't they? They did play well with Arsenal, I thought, but like Sporting are a decent little team. But it's so Fulham. I, I like Fulham as a team, and they've been decent at the cottage this season. They're the hipsters' club this season, aren't they, Fulham? Absolutely. Um, I think. I feel like a lot of ge- Arsenal have had a lot of games like this, like tough away ones. But I think one nil, and they'll just sneak a a goal from like Erdegaard something like that. They always and manage to play well at Craven Cottage. So they've had these little games this season, like Leicester Wolves away. I remember they've won them one nil, just sneaked a win. But I feel like they will. I feel one like Arsenal will win that. Yeah, I'll go two I'll one, two one Arsenal. I'll go one nil Arsenal. Uh, and finally, the last game: Newcastle versus Wolves. 
Wolves trying to Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle. So Newcastle still fighting for top four. I think Newcastle fell off quite a bit. Well, they have, yeah. Well, they yeah, they have. Yeah, I think it was coming from a mile away. They just they played so well that first half of the season that those draws where they were like they went a bit under the radar, didn't they? Aye. And now eventually, like Man United catching up them, yeah. I'm gonna go one-one, and I would not be surprised if Wolves won that. Fair enough. Well, Newcastle are now winless since January, since uh, booking their place at Wembley against Southampton. That was the last win. What was the last league win? Uh, the last league win was the 15th of January against Fulham. Really? Where, where That's Mid- the last time they won the league? Yeah. Well, no, ah, the last time they won the league was probably a bit, a bit before that. Like. No, that was the league. It's the last time they won the league. Oh, it won it? in the league. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Isaac was that last minute header, wasn't he? Yeah. Is that when Mitrovic took that penalty? Yeah, yeah got reeled out. And they were all laughing at him, and then he sees at the stadium light how he's a Geordie. Yeah. And before that, <laughs> before that, it was Boxing Day away at Leicester. Way, that was two months ago. So they are winless since January in the Premier League. So Ooh, that might change things. I don't know what Wolves' form is, but I don't know. They've been alright recently, I think. I like yeah, well, they've just well, they've just beat Spurs. I so. like Lopetegui as a manager. I think I reckon twos each. But again, I I would after hearing that I wouldn't try to Wolves one. I I'll go one all. Yeah, I think Wolves Charles will score first, and then Newcastle drag it back, just like the repeat fi- uh, the reverse fixture mm-hmm. at Molineux. Yeah, and there you go. I think that's a good place to end another episode of the onion bag thank you very much for listening where is he off to <laughs> he's so eager to get home this one no it's a it's a good place to leave it for another episode thank you very much for listening be sure to subscribe to the podcast on spotify and listen in the spot where we're hopefully going to be little snippets of us you'll hear us live on there live on the air here and there be able to follow us on instagram and twitter do you want to do your little plug-in, Jack? Yeah, we have now created the Twitter page. I think it's at Onionbag on Spark. Let me just double-check that. That's the Instagram. I think uh, the Twitter's Onionbag Pod. At Onionbag Pod on Twitter. That says a lot. We're trying to plug our <laughs> social medias. We don't even know what they are. Well, please do give that a when follow. When you eventually find them, do please follow them. We always put um, little polls on both. So if you want to get involved in future episodes, just be on the lookout on our socials and yeah so we're gonna uh, leave it there for another episode thank you very much for listening it's a goodbye from me goodbye from me too enjoy your weekend of football and goodbye from me Ta-da. Spark on 107FM on your smart speaker and online at sparksunderland.com <laughs>